0: Welcome to the Farm Story Podcast. I'm Anna Helmer, your farmer and your storyteller, still your your sound editor. This is the last time I'll bring it up, because it doesn't matter, for one thing, because I'm just not doing as much editing as I thought I would have to do, and more to the point I've accepted a lower standard of production I really think that is the key to happiness lower standards don't make goals if you can't reach them things like that things I've learned in middle age or maybe just in time for middle age could I say that I think I better say that Sally, fourth into middle age, equipped with low expectations, no goals, and... COVID. COVID. So, I hope everyone's doing okay with COVID. I know that some people are not. And so, to you, I say, hang in there. And maybe... Uh, maybe I can help you pass 20 minutes of the long day and I have to ask myself again for the 400th time since the last time I asked myself why on earth am I starting my farm podcasting career with biodynamics why 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 would I do that Because that is starting high that is aiming very high it's taken me 20 years of farming to feel um, confident enough to answer the question of what is biodynamics with anything more than a really just a mumble really is all i've ever been able to produce up until the last couple of years and I guess I think it's a bit crazy to be starting off podcasting with it when I have you know a lot of stories I farm with my family and my friends are often involved and I've worked on lots of farms and I've got stories and here I am on biodynamics but I think what I think what I'm doing is just getting it out of the way it's a foundational bit of our farm and So I think it needs to be brought up and so I'm doing that and after this I'll just uh, I'll leave it up to you to bring up if you have questions I will answer them if I can and if I don't have a clue then I will shunt it off to somebody who does have a clue but I'll leave it to you to bring up. Now it's out there you've heard of it let's get through this together this episode and and take it from there I'll come up with something lighter fluffier next week I have to say that getting the second episode recorded has been quite difficult and I'm willing to admit that that's because the subject matter is difficult but I tried to record it like outside on a field because I thought that would be kind of cool um But it turns out it's not very cool. It's just so loud and noisy out there. Which, you know, sounds incongruous with the idyllic farming ideal. I think that actually might be the next episode. That's it. Farming. Not idyllic. Because it was noisy. There was like, everywhere I went, there was some kind of noise going on flocks of chickens how come they're so noisy ducks make a racket the dripping the melting snow sounded like a waterfall it's just crazy so now I'm back at my back in my quiet little desk here it's lovely okay so uh yeah biodynamics I'm trying to think of more digressions but really come up with anything yet I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get into it I think last week we got into the the who this Rudolf Steiner fellow who delivered these election these lectures and the other part of that who are all these farmers that were in the audience and they are the ones that took it took it from there and they went back to their farms and they put years, lifetimes of research into the effects and results of of the techniques and concepts that Steiner brought up in these lectures. I I think that they found that it worked. That's my theory because otherwise I'm not sure you would bother too much with this because it is a bit of extra work. It is very confusing and I don't think any of them would have sat through those lectures and got it right off the hop. They would have had to really study it and experience it. And I just don't think you'd keep on going with it unless you felt that it was working. That's what, that's certainly why we're doing it. And not to sound all money hungry about it, but I actually, it's because we're doing better as a business. That's why we do it. Like our, our yields are increasing every year. And I don't know if you could say that all of that has to do with biodynamics, but biodynamics is a fairly major part of what we're doing on the farm. So I would think it has a fairly major part to do with this yield increasing business. And that's not necessarily a common experience on farms in general, I think you could say. And for us, it's our growth plan and we won't be buying any more land so we have to if we're going to grow which I'm not sure we actually have to grow and so it's sort of happening despite our indecision about whether to grow or not <laughs> every year we come back to our a field it's it produces a few more potatoes so we're not really incented to change anything that's for sure um I've been asked, you know, over the years, lots of times, as I say, what are biodynamics? And I've progressed from the initial, mm, 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 that answer to, well, it's homeopathy for the soil. And if you think of the organic standards, those are really written down, formalized papers, like actual cold, hard, written down things that we're all certified to and those standards exist on the Government of Canada website and it's all very carefully done but it's mostly about what you don't do so you don't use this you don't use that and it's not a lot about okay so here's what you're going to do to increase your soil health so biodynamics takes it from there here's here's what you're gonna do to increase your soil health and um, the idea is that these preparations that Steiner came up with are what you are the are what you do it with so here's your here's some of your tools and these preparations are distillations of various herbs and plants, flowers um, and animal manures, cow manure that you you know spread about on your land and in the soil and in your compost piles on the plants and the idea here is that these preparations are going to help you help the farmer or the grower there's lots of gardeners that use biodynamic methods so we'll say grower um they're going to help you the grower um harness I think you could say and focus The the energy and the power that are in the earth and in the atmosphere, and especially in the cosmos, I should say, especially neglected. So that's what you're doing, basically, is harnessing the power of the universe, Uh, which is, you know, no mean feat. And yeah, one of the comments I got after my first podcast was from a friend of mine who has egged me onto excess many a time before now. And she says, look, you need to go full woo-woo. And so I hope you're satisfied. I've gone full woo-woo. Okay, I've just gotten right into it. We're talking about harnessing the power and the energy of the cosmos And look, if the moon can pull the waters of the ocean up, I just don't see why Jupiter, for example, could have something to do with something on the Earth. I just don't think it's that far-fetched. And so it's not that big a deal to just accept that. And from there, just accept that a whole bunch of stuff is happening that we don't actually know for sure one way or the other what exactly is happening and going on. There certainly hasn't been any science into any of this stuff or that I've really come across. There's been all, as I say, all this research, like farmers doing their own studies and their own research. And considering that it's pretty much farmers that have given us all the plants and animals and everything that we eat and live on, I think that, you know, that's been in good hands. Um, But it is a potentially fatal flaw of biodynamics being the future of food and farming because I don't think there's any formal science that we would acknowledge as formal science that's gone into it. There's just no money in it is the problem. The only people making money off biodynamic farms are the biodynamic farmers and the people working on the farm. You know, I mean, we spend, we like a good tractor. So we buy tractors and we do use equipment. So, you know, there's some hardware, but it's not like an annual outlay on fertilizers, for example, or whatever it is that people are buying. We buy cover crop seed for sure um, but it's not that much a, a 25 pound bag of fall rye is like 30 dollars or something it's not much so yeah there's no money there's no like company like Dow Chemical or whatever they are called um, Syngenta or whatever they are they don't have a biodynamics division isn't that funny no they don't have a biodynamic division if they did, they would do things like pull a patent on dandelion or something. And then none of us would be able to have dandelion weeds in our garden. And it would just be crazy. I don't know what they would do. But there's, it would be very difficult for them to monetize it. So there's no science. That's all I'm saying defensively. No science. Just practice. Um, so let me think here. I think I should talk a little bit about the... Preparations themselves. And these are the uh, eight or nine specific concoctions, I guess you'd call them, that Steiner outlined in his lectures. And they're designed to do this thing of capturing and focusing these energies. So the first one is called BD500. I don't know where the numbers come from and I've decided it doesn't matter. I will find out eventually, but I've never thought to ask. Um, so the BD500, this is the gateway the gateway preparation. This is the one that we've been using on the farm for years and years and years. And um, for a long time, I just did it sort of automatically. My job wasn't to ask too many questions. Uh, when I first started farming as an adult on the farm my job was to um, just work basically and so I did especially with biodynamics because I really didn't have a clue and there was actually quite a bit that I didn't have a clue about so biodynamics was low on the list of things that I needed to have explained Uh, so the 500 okay here's what you do you take some fresh cow manure and you stuff it in a cow horn, and I think there's lots of discussion out there about what type of cow, and you know, should it be a pregnant cow or lactating cow? Can it be a bull? Can it be a steer? Can it be a calf? And I have no idea. I just think it should be a happy cow, and and I've decided that I can be the judge of a happy cow, and so can you. So you take this happy cow manure and you stuff it in a cow horn and then you bury the cow horn, taking care to mark where you've buried the cow horn because you want to be able to dig it up again in a reasonable amount of time. I know we've got cow horns buried all over the place that we've lost track of. And uh, so I'm sure it would work after a certain amount of time. I think the longest I've kept them in the ground is like a year or something but if I find cow horns it's possible they've been in there for a lot longer than that and what if you've done it if it if everything's happened the way it should and there's there's quite a bit that should be happening in there then you'll tap out of the horn this plug of material that bears no resemblance really to the original sloppy cow manure it's it's dry and it's not feathery but it's quite light and it has a very distinct aroma that is really pleasing and um it's sort of hummusy darker color and a bit moist and what you do there is you stir it all up in a big garbage can and what you do there it's not just stirring around or something it's got to be done right and you stir it around in a clockwise direction until you create a vortex, and then you reverse the stirring and get a vortex going in the other direction, and you do that for an hour. So who came up with that? I don't know, but that's what you do. And um, it's best to have help with that. And having the Waldorf classes come has been our our usual go-to help and friends and family if I'm not sure what we're going to do in COVID because the time to make this stuff is coming up and I don't think it's very COVID friendly because you kind of all have to touch the same stirring stick I don't think I want to use sanitizer on the stirring stick that is a problem I'm going to sort out later not right now Having the Waldorf class is great because that is a whole pile of energy coming onto the farm. Talk about vortexes. It's a lot of chaotic energy. But the teacher is your calming agent there. Those teachers, holy doodle. The class will be just rampaging. There's no better word for it. And then the teacher will decide it's time to gather everybody together and I'm like oh good luck with that they are not just going to stop what they're doing whatever they're doing rampaging and the teacher will stand there and like clap her hands really lightly or ring a little bell a very small little bell ding ding or sing a song for the younger kids Oh, class, please join me on the grassy knoll. And the kids will just stop what they're doing and flock to the teacher. And order is born out of chaos. And they will stir for their hour. And then they will spread the preparation over every corner of the farm. And then they leave. And I am just... Done in afterwards, but the energy on the farm is palpable, so, as I say, not sure what we're gonna do this year uh The next one is five o one. We don't use this one quite as much; it's to do with light and encouraging light, and I just don't feel that's as necessary in our valley because we do have a lot of light and sun and heat, and I really don't think it needs any encouraging. The next six are ones that go directly into the compost heap. So these are distillations of dandelion and valerian and yarrow and oak bark and nettle. And they are to help you create a compost that will digest things, basically. Um, You know, in the same way that a cow eats and then poops. Cows are very important to biodynamics. They're very symbolic and they do very important or they demonstrate very important um, transformations and uses of the these powers that we're talking about, these energies if you think about a cow they can take the energy of the sun by eating the grass that has been nourished you know, photosynthesized by the sun and they can turn that into this rich manure that we really need on our plants and there's not really anything any other animal or mechanism that can do that like we obviously need more than just standing in the sun and we can't live on grass or anything like that in fact it makes us quite ill and here's the cow able to just do that and also produce what is so essential for plant growth so you're trying to turn your your compost heap into that sort of digestive system using these herbs and uh, I've seen compost heaps like my mom puts a lot of stuff in her compost heaps some of those branches are they're big and the next season lo and behold it's dirt so I don't think I could suggest that it could compost old cars or anything that would be a really remarkable feat Quite advanced, I guess you'd say. Oh, there's one for the engineers. Oh, way to work them in. Nice one. Yes, engineers, you go design yourself a biodynamic combo steep that can digest cars. It's possible to do. Go for it. Okay, that's done. And then we have the 508. That's the last one. This one is horsetail. And in biodynamics, they refer to it as the horsetail herb, to which I say, pfft it's a horsetail weed. We have horsetail by the bushel on the farm and it's a weed. So we haven't really brought ourselves to actually spraying that around. That seems redundant. But it's the latest thing in biodynamics. Who knew there was a latest thing in biodynamics, but that's it, BD-508, Equicetum. It's called, very cutting edge. Not edgy, mind you, just cutting edge. Okay, so those are your biodynamic preparations. Hopefully I've gotten woo-woo enough for you. Did talk about the power of the cosmos, didn't we? And the, the compost. Do you know the other name for the for a proper biodynamic compost? I'll tell you, it's cosmic cow. So that gives you a little idea. Okay, I think that is the end of this episode. There won't be an episode three of Biodynamics for quite some time. I think we'll move on to exploding idyllic farm myths in the coming week. That will be a snap. Thanks for listening, everybody. And thank you so much for um, commenting on the old face book. I really appreciate that because it's not that easy to um, publish these things. It's um, a little bit exposing. I think that's a good word for it. But I love to think of people listening and being interested in farming. So thanks very much. Bye for now.